This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nick. I'm excited to do this episode. Um, Me too. Oh, yeah. You Is there something... Is there something different about you? You get a haircut or something? Look closer, Matt. Uh, a new new shirt, maybe? Maybe new new sunglasses? What's going on? No, look between my hair, which you mentioned, and my shirt, which you also mentioned. Nick, you came into the studio today in big head mode? I enabled big head mode. Nick, you gotta be careful. You can't just be going big head mode willy-nilly. I, I feel like a Peanuts character. I feel powerful. <laughs> you, dude, that's what you think that they're feeling at all times? Well, the big... adult ones. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Sort of not really exploring. They're towering over everyone. You can only see their feet in the frame. Yeah, yeah. I guess we really haven't really thought about uh, what Can what we get some doing. bigger microphones? These microphones are way too small. No, I, I, was just, I was worried about this part of it, actually, was that you'd come in in big head mode and start complaining about how puny everything is relative to your giant melon. And it's just, you have to, you have to do the show in regular head mode. You can't do it in big head mode. I don't know how to turn off big head mode. You don't know how to turn it I off. I only know the code to turn it on. You, you're, you, you're stuck in big head mode. I'm kind of stuck in big head mode. I'm going to tell you something right now, Nick. That shirt that you're wearing, that nice shirt that I told you about a second ago, Say goodbye to that shirt. It's going to be stretched out beyond belief. It's going to be ruined. I've been wearing it for four days. You, you, it smells been, horrible. I can't been get stuck it off. Like this. I'm going to have to cut myself out of it. <laughs> Did you? How have you even been eating? I haven't been. You haven't been eating. I'm so hungry. Oh my god! You sh- you should be eating normal food. You're not big stomach mode. You're not going to be hungrier than you normally would. Just the food is small. I fell over. Oh, Nick, you! I'm so top heavy. I fell over. You, I'm telling you, you got. We got to get you to, I guess, a, a big head mode hospital. I don't know if a door will even fit your your giant cranium in there, my man. Could you put me in the back of a flatbed truck and take me to the freak show? <laughs> you want to go straight to the freak yeah, show? Yeah, I'll just go to the freak. That'll be my life now. I'll just travel with the freak show. I'll do you one better. I'm gonna dig a hole next to those other guys over in Easter Island and just plant you in there. Big headed piece of shit. <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. Why this get personal? I thought yeah, you were my friend. I, you know what? I was sort of trying to accept it at first, but now I think I am, uh, I'm anti big head. You're done. Wow, wow. You think it, you know a person? And this is coming from me. I live in big head mode, dog. <laughs> I can't find a bucket hat that fits. There's dogs eating dogs out here now. Now I finally know your pain. <laughs> We, He's on Fire, and Boom Shakalaka, as we discuss NBA Jam and arcade sports games this week on Get Played. Wow, it's Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Played. And Matt, we should say, 
because this episode is coming out on her birthday. Oh, yes. Happy birthday to Heather, who's Happy not here. Happy birthday, Heather. HBD, Happy HAC. Happy birthday to a real one. Happy birthday to a real one. Uh, we miss you. I hope you have, have you back real soon. We might have you back. We're going to see for this month's We Play, You Play, which is Super Mario Brothers 3. We're going to be discussing that for a full episode next Monday, November 27th. That's right. And let me just tell you, I'm loving it. Holds we're, up. We're not... We're not talking, We're not about, talking it. about that right now. We're not now. talking this about is, it. We can't, this actually. Is a, this is next week's episode. But, but the, the game's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, please. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Just don't give a shit about Mario. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. You're right. With us today, we have a wonderful guest for the podcast, Buckets and Segments with Jake and Amir, Amir Blumenfeld. Amir, thank you for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be talking about NBA Jam, other sports games, and not Mario in any particular <laughs> order. You did sort of like, you gave us a like a contract. Yes, yeah. a writer. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You yes. have to sort of agree not to a talk JR about A JR writer. This guy gets what I'm talking about. I get about. what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was gibberish to me, but I, but I respect it. We said mock writer, you might have gotten it. I still kind of like, I'm not even really sure. Okay, that was a motorcycle game for the Nintendo. Mm, yeah, yeah, You're probably yeah. too young. Amir, did you play video games growing up? Great question. Yes, I did, and I only played video games growing up. Wow. So I was super into it from age six to about 17, and then I just didn't play video games ever again. That wow. happens, you know? That happen- That happens to a, a, a lot of people. Like, I, 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 what were your systems? My systems, uh, fairly normal you know my brother had a nintendo so we started with that in the late 80s then we moved on to genesis and somebody okay. gave him a japanese super nintendo at a some Whoa, point yeah super so, famicom yeah and we had like the japanese version of street fighter That's where like cool some hell. of the characters had different names than yes, other the characters right. uh and then we i i maxed out i peaked out at n64 okay yeah. and then that was kind of the end for you yeah i played a little tony hawk in college but not really Oh, and yeah, GoldenEye. What were some of your favorites? Like, like just looking back at your gaming uh, uh, career. <laughs> uh, I played a lot of sports games from like NHL, PA, mm-hmm. NHL 92, Madden, college football, NBA Live up till about 96, 97. Mm-hmm. And of course, NBA Jam. Were you a, you mentioned NHL, were, did you watch hockey at all or did nope. you just play the video games? Only that, played the video games. That's very common, I find. Yes, exactly. I learned about hockey from the video game. Yeah. And it was, remember that scene in Swingers? Yes. Where they're 100%. playing NHL 94 or whatever? They make his head bleed? Correct. Yeah. That was me. You're so mighty. You <laughs> yes. know it. Yeah. And I was this big bear with little fangs. <laughs> and it was a bunny. <laughs> and I was nine, going on dates in Los Feliz. <laughs> I went to the Dresden <laughs> for my seventh birthday. Yeah, and you drove past birds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was kicked out instantly. <laughs> But okay, so so you don't really play games all that often anymore. But I you do play. You do have a Nintendo Switch. Am I right about that? I do. So I got back into uh, Mario Kart, which is another game I forgot to mention. Kind of sports adjacent. Yeah, I, play, I was really into Mario Kart on N sixty four. And then during the pandemic, I'm like, all right, I'm at home now. Should I try video games again? Are these fun still? Yeah. So I got like the Switch for Tetris ninety nine, and then I was able to play Mario Kart, the new Mario Kart. How'd you like that Tetris ninety nine? It was I, very I fun. Loved that. Yeah, I, 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 that's I sunk so much time into Tetris. Yeah, 99. it's very addictive because yeah. yeah. it's like throws you in a room with ninety nine other people, and you see if you can win. And like you so rarely do that when you do, it feels great. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like they that was the one thing missing from uh, like actual Tetris was just like superiority like yes. the feeling you get for being the champion yes exactly so so good yeah it was There's very a... like uh 
the wizard, where it's like you versus 99 other strangers. Right, right. <laughs> there was a Super Mario Brothers version of that, too, that we won't, we won't talk about. Oh, yeah, no. Mario 99. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I yeah, but we can't. We're, we can't. We thank you. Thank you. Yes. Moving on. Yeah, moving yeah. onward and yeah. upward. Yeah. Please. Say, thank don't you. Don't say the Mario word. <laughs> <laughs> but am I remembering this right from from a text message conversation that you, uh, you're you playing some of the, the throwback games on the Switch at a certain point and you beat some game from your childhood? I beat Tecmo Bowl again. That's what, you beat Tecmo Bowl again. Yes, yes. Wow. So, uh, the Switch lets you play Nintendo games and yeah. Super Nintendo games on it. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that, but it's a pretty popular thing in pretty video cool games. Feature, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, cool, yep. yeah. And one of them was uh, Tech Mobile, so I dusted it off and I tried to um, go from uh, week one all the way through the Super Bowl with the Oakland Raiders, and I did it. Wow. Yep. Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson. Exactly. Except on the Switch, they don't have the names anymore. They lost the license. They lost the license. Wow. Yep. But so, like, I remember. Oh, I remember. It, does it just have the numbers? <laughs> yeah. It's like 32 is really fast. Who could this guy be? <laughs> don't know. But it might be Marcus Allen. <laughs> That licensing the, stuff is so fascinating. It happens with music too. It's just like oh, and NBA lost. Jam, no yeah, Jordan. Yeah. yeah, well, that yeah, we'll get to that. Um, okay, so you mentioned Mario Kart. So you played that like like was Mario Kart sixty four your main one? Which was your favorite? Uh, I started with Super Nintendo Mario Kart. Yeah, I recently tried to play that again. Again, unplayable. It's Can't. so choppy and like weird. I don't know how to drift. I don't know how to do anything. I don't know how I got so into it. And then Mario Kart 64, I played a lot one summer. Yeah. Even to the point where I was trying to, like, get records and upload, uh, like, pictures of my score to a website that wow. kept score of, like, the fastest times. That rocks. Yeah. I never really got that uh, high up on the leaderboard, but I think I was, like, somewhere in the 60s and 70s for some hey, of the tracks. Nothing to sneeze at. Pretty good. Well, who was your main? Who'd you race as? Yoshi. Yoshi. Yeah. Yoshi Main. I like that. I like that. Who's Call your... me Yoshi Main. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> we liked it. I liked it. We got to go to commercial, but thank you so much for having me. <laughs> okay, actually, we're not done. Uh, we're not done. Uh, you're going to ask me what my main yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to hate the answer. I pick Mario. I do pick Mario sometimes. I, like, I do Mar like being Mario. Yeah, no, Amir's uh, has his... Call me Wario, because I hate Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they so much hate each other, so they have just like a... Di they have different priorities. They have right. different... They have a different value set. You he know? was just so mid, to quote Gen Z. He was an average man. <laughs> Dating back to like Mario 2, like he didn't do anything great, I guess, or poorly, so it was fine. He's, yeah. I, he's, he's the default. He's like, it's... He's uh, just a B. When I'm yeah. feeling crazy... I'll pick Donkey Kong. What is that? Yeah, that's fun. Big, fast, but, yeah, not, big but fast. slow to accelerate. Yeah, I like the Koopa Troopa. I think Small. he kind of has a similar sort of like. I, I don't know if he's the exact same character as Yoshi, but he's kind of like. Yeah, you know, he starts like a good guy. acceleration, but slow like top speed. Yeah, and I also just like being a Koopa Troopa. I guess Yo uh, being a Yoshi is the same principle. Yeah, like you're just like one of many. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't even get into it. Please, thank you. <laughs> Legally. <laughs> the licensing for our podcast here also ran out, so we can't address. Technically, he's just a Japanese plumber man, yeah. but we can't use, <laughs> yeah. use his name. We, like, can't really talk about him. Yeah, it's, but uh, no, I, 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 mean, I haven't played Mario Kart in a little bit. I know I just added a bunch of new tracks. They completed the... Um, they're the DLC tracks now, and I think they've released the final update for Mario 8. Mm-hmm. So you keep up with this. You're, you're still playing Mario Kart 8. Uh, no, I stopped uh, before the new tracks got released, but mm -hmm. I got really, really into – there was a, a 
group of eight of us yeah. that was um, playing every Saturday and we kept score against each other. And then we would even go so far wow. as every five weeks have a trophy and that person would get driven over the trophy and like have to like do a little video presentation of receiving wow. the trophy. And I did win it once. That's awesome. Yeah. How long were you doing this? I think we did like four of these seasons, okay. like five weeks each. So it was like about like six months from okay. like April-ish of 2020 to like September. So that only, was my you peak. Only, so you only won one time. Only won one time. Matt, be <sighs> nice good. to our guest. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> you don't know who I was playing. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. true. I could. You could have been playing with Mario himself. <laughs> oh, I know. I also that seems like that sort of uh, you know kind of a formalization of it seems like a healthier way to game than when I would ever play multi multiplayer games. I don't do it anymore. I would just like play them way too much. Play against strangers. Get mad. Get anxious. You know, like I would just have all these negative emo emotions associated with it. Versus making it like a fun like thing with friends. Friends, yes. You know? yeah. And honestly, a lot of it was Ben Schwartz. Shout out to Ben Schwartz wow. who got dif different people from various parts of his life. And I met new people through it. And we would uh, all join Discord and like play uh, while wow. we were playing, talk to each other. That's fun. We had a real gaming moment. Wow. Yeah. And then again, gave it up completely. <laughs> <laughs> Something that just occurred to me is that when you're playing online mm. with other people, an underrated part of that experience is you get to see your little guy walking around the whole earth. Yes, right before you start. Right before you right. start. Like, yeah. Something about that, I'm just like, this is so crazy. Yeah. I yeah. love it. He must yeah. be really tall. Yeah. <laughs> That's how tall he is in the earth. The one thing I do like, and I, I didn't play a ton of Mario Kart 8, but I did, you know, like, I, I think it's like maybe the biggest selling game of this generation. Like, it's insane how many units it moves, but yeah. I did, of course, have it and, and, and play it some. But one thing I do, I do really like about it is the roster has gotten so bloated. There are just so many characters that you can yeah. pick now. Like, you can be like, you know, uh, you know, baby uh, Daisy or whatever. Yeah. Like, but I, I still love that the Koopa kids, they have not like retconned out like Morton Koopa Jr., which is a reference to an 80s talk show host named Morton Downey Jr. Jesus. It's like he's still in there. Wow. He's still Morton, they're just committing to that. Certainly more known than Morton Downey Jr. at this point. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. He, he's, I mean, he's my favorite Morton for sure. I think so. I like that. I mean, I like the Salts lady. The Salts lady is good. There's a steakhouse. Yeah, Morton yeah, Steakhouse. That's one. Yeah, that's one. Mm, okay, he's actually getting further and further down the list. It turns out. Yeah, not so good after all. That's that's. I guess that's a name that's just kind of fallen out of favor. Morton. Yeah. Yeah. Morty. There's Mortys. There's like some Mortys, Mortys out Mortys. there. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot of Mortons. No. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. There's Norton. Edward. Yeah. Comma. Yeah. yeah. But it's not quite Morton, is it? Yeah. No. It's actually. No, it's if I had to hazard a guess, yeah, it's one letter off. Yeah. yeah. Also, like I'm thinking of, of Edward Norton, Graham Norton. Those are last names. Yes, kind of a different thing. Yeah, there's Samantha Morton. That's true. You think there's ever been a Morton Norton? Probably has. Maybe a Norton Morton too. Interesting. And Horton hears a who? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to commercial break. <laughs> Somebody listening to this is thinking that something's happening to them. <laughs> what are you fucking listening to? My carbon monoxide al alarms working. What's going on? I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Guy in his yeah. fucking garage. Yeah, that's the scenario. <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, that brings us to a question that we ask every week on the podcast, and I'll put it to you, Amir. Yeah. The question is, what are you playing? Yes. So, I again, I, I've given up video games, uh, not out of any, like, necessity, just like, oh, wait, that's not entirely true. Okay. So, the the game that I play the most yeah. is uh, a game that I strongly recommend, recommend uh, also a pandemic video game that I picked up, which is Walkabout Mini Golf on the Oculus. Okay. So it's mini golf VR. Yes. Uh, and I got into it when uh, everybody was, you know, they had to stay at home. So I bought an Oculus headset uh, and I started playing this various games. But mini golf stuck with me and with my one other friend, uh, Jesse. And we still to this day play mini golf against each other. Wow. Wow. Yes. And it's a fantastic game. They, it's an awesome team over there that like make new levels and the levels are so cool. And the way the game works is so great. It doesn't like other VR games feel a little overwhelming. I get like kind of nauseous with the smooth motion and like fighting and shooting. This is just a very gentle, easy mini golf. And it looks like you're in the same room or planet as your friend. So you're talking to each other and it's like cool VR audio. So it's like if he's to your right, the audio comes from your right. And the way like the the motion works, like every time you strike the ball, you like feel it a little bit. And it does really feel like you're playing mini golf with a friend of yours. That's fun. Wow. Yeah, I really, really recommend it. Uh, and every time somebody tries it out, they they have a lot of good times. I, we with the some of the VR games we covered on the podcast, like I feel like they've been too intense for me. So a nice like gentle experience like that seems like the right approach. Because we we do have the we both have a you know a, a, a MetaQuest Quest, no yeah. MetaQuest oh, yeah, yeah. Meta, yeah and the um uh the what was the game we were playing we were talking about it was like a shooting game you got really into it super hot yeah. super hot I played super hot, played super, hot. Mm-hmm. super hot for me like the sensation of being shot in the head yeah i was like i cannot deal with this yeah like, and like you're like crawling on the floor like potentially hitting a wall exactly that doesn't yeah. happen in mini golf wow and the, when we started playing there was like five courses but like i guess enough people are buying and playing this game they've like built like 25 30 courses wow. since then okay. And like some of them are like on the moon or like under the sea or like um, in an old farm or labyrinth or like, you know, they do a lot of like cross promo now. Right. And uh, they're all so unique and the graphics are so awesome. And then like at the end of the day, you're still playing mini golf like in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. I might try this thing. Walk I might about, try too. Walk about mini golf. Walk about mini golf. Yeah. It's awesome. I haven't, I haven't dusted off my my quest in, in some time. It's the only game I play on the quest. Yeah. And it like makes the entire uh, uh, thing worth it. Yeah. That sounds like, uh, cause I was super into, there's this, well, I was very into super hot in a way that I was like worried. Like I was like, yeah, I'm like, right. like an action guy. Like right. I could like go into, get, get into some trouble. Yeah. yeah. But as then, long as no, no bullets move. Yeah. As long as, actually, as long as nobody's actually shooting at me, I think I got that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then there was this other one that I loved called, um, I expect you to die. And it was like a sort of throwback, like, 60s like spy experience kind uh-huh. of where you have like all these this like little gadgets and stuff and I loved that because that wasn't you didn't have to go too far into like you could sit down and play it mm-hmm. and that's what I, I liked about that was that you weren't like yeah. tripping over stuff or feeling like you were walking through because like they haven't really figured out the walking like part of it yet it that's feels the so, part it the feels local crazy. motion is like yeah. 
Because we uh, we did uh, the Blair Witch VR game, oh, which yeah. I was like, I don't want to, you know, we did that. We made you do that because we knew you'd be scared. I was also very scared. Yes. But this, the scariness was so, was secondary to the motion sickness because moving in that game made me want to feel like I was going to throw up. So moving in any game with smooth motion gets you disoriented, yeah. not unlike seasickness. Yeah. Because you're not moving, but right. you are visually. Uh, what walkabout does is they have like jump motion, so like you're not smoothly moving, you're like clicking over there, and it just uh, jump cuts you over. Okay, there. that's so the you're only never, way. You're never nauseous. That's the only way I've, I've been able to play any of those games. Yeah, but I guess that's just like a common thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you oh. can also play through it and get like your VR legs. They say, but I just would rather just play mini golf anyway. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I need my VR legs. <laughs> you will in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Rochelle, you ever mess with VR? I did some sort of zombie game on VR one time, and it was the scariest thing I've ever experienced yeah, in my life. And they're only getting better. Like, I guess the new meta headset does, like, augmented reality. So it's like you're in this room, and you put it on, and you can, like, see the room still, and, like, zombies are entering through the door and stuff like that. That's oh. been the thing. Like, watching the, the – and we talked about this in the pod a little bit, but, like, watching the the – demo videos of that like as as little as i use my quest 2 that one the quest 3 has like full color pass through yeah. so like yeah, it just it's and the, <laughs> the pass through in the quest 2 is like black and white and very grainy so right, it does not really right. look like the space you're in right. the idea of like yeah just being in the headgum studio <laughs> and like throwing you know a, an axe at something yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes i want to do that to marty we'll <laughs> <laughs> be right back <laughs> Okay, this episode has the most breaks of any podcast. <laughs> Having to book additional manscape spots just to fill out the hour. Just dry um, rubbing my pubes. It's like enough already. I'm already down to the fucking skin. <laughs> you don't want to use them with every spot. Yeah, well, they, they really need a br- authentic read. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm here to talk to you guys about. Okay, well, we're kind of reading. Uh, Matt, I rolled credits on Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Holy shit! Don't and, what, what are you even doing? First of all, yeah, we Super Mario ta- Brothers. We can't talk about. This? I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just. It's, it's what I've been playing lately. So that's the thing I want okay. to touch on. Uh, I will say the credits are interactive, which is a hoot. I love interactive oh, credits. Give me all that that you got. Um, it, it's and so you you, you kind of go through and and try to hit the names and whatever. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, also, I will say that of the new power ups, we've talked about them. I have settled that Drill Mario is the best power up. Drill Ooh. Mario is number one. I just got to Drill Mario, yeah. the first instance of using Drill Mario, and uh, I'm gonna have to agree. It's such a good mechanic. It's it lets really you burrow good. both into the ground and into ceilings, yeah. and so it just like completely changes how you can get tra- traverse levels and what you can get it. A lot of fun. Um, I just want to hit on a couple, a few notable Wonder Flower sequences because the big thing in this game is that you find the wonder flowers that completely change the landscape of the, of the level you're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were all like kind of had a little bit of like a musical or, or, or rhythm element, at least the ones that really stood out uh, with me. Um, one is A Night at Boo's Opera. Oh. Where King Boo comes out and just is like, like he's like a big opera is taking place as you're kind of going through this level and is kind of ushering you through it. Yeah, um, it completely changes the uh, you know the scoring of the uh, of the level. That's an absolute hoot. There's a there's a point where a bunch of bullet bills transform into a flying dragon that you ride around on. It's just like come like so surreal and uh, and uh, a trippy, if you will. And then there's one that's just like a, it turns into a full on like heavy metal rock concert. And there's just like giant lava fists coming out from the ground and tune with the uh with the the rhythm of the metal track and it's just like it's so like it's so imaginative 
and uh, joyous and just like you know full of energy. Like like the 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 game has so many moments like this. I overall loved it. I had a, a great time with it. I have not like gone through all the special levels because there's all these like you know super hard uh, bonus stages. But the base game, I just had an absolute blast with. I'm gonna have to roll credits on this soon. I I, I am playing that still as well, and I I I'm jealous that you got to the end of it. There, I have been doing the bonus levels, and they are. They're very, they're very hard in here. They're very, very hard. Is this like the bonus levels from Super Mario World, where like very they're much all so, yeah. like they're attached to a, a an '80s slang of the times? Yeah, so that tubular, was like, radical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and these are Bogus. these are still kind of like that. <laughs> really? <laughs> Jesus, they haven't actually, evolved at all. I actually don't remember what they're called. Oh, actually, it's Which... called the Chugi Chasm. Is one of them? Is, is that true? No, Unbelievable. No. <laughs> one is called mid. The other one's called lit. <laughs> the other one is just it's giving yeah <laughs> yeah one of them is just okay slay <laughs> okay boomer <laughs> dot level uh but nick i i got a new little i got a new little toy wow uh, oh is this your flashlight you were telling us about yeah, over yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i already ruined it yeah yeah. yeah yeah not really a video game but okay go on it's princess fiona in shrek form <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jesus. so you did get my email. <laughs> uh, no, I there's a new there's a new accessory for the PlayStation Five. Yeah, called the PlayStation Portal, and basically what it is, it's a controller with a screen on it, and that's kind of it. It's used to remote play your PlayStation Five from anywhere that you can get a Wi-Fi connection, a reliable Wi-Fi connection. So like sometimes I want to be playing a bet uh, in in bed. I'll be mm-hmm. going to sleep. You know, my my fiance will be reading a book next to me. I'll be like, okay, books are, you know. Kind of lame. Kind of yeah, right. lame. Yeah. I want to be playing a video game, something right. cool. Uh, yeah. So now I have this. There are other methods of remote playing, but like this this thing is great because it has all the features of the PlayStation 5 controller, the haptic feedback, the, um, the adaptive triggers, all that great stuff. Mm. And so I was messing with it a little bit today, and I, I'm happy to report, not as dumb as we thought. Really? So, so far. It seems, it seems a little crazy that like, Obviously, in an ideal world, it would have some sort of storage where you could download at least a game to it so you could take that and not have to be online at all times to use it. But I think for the particular use case of maybe not wanting to hog the TV during a game time, maybe somebody wants to watch the TV and you want to play a game, you can sort of split the difference there. Or wanting to go play in a different room if you want to be, you know, laying down comfortably in in bed and playing a game or something. That's going to work great for this. But if it's not, if that's not for you, then that's just not for you. I, I sort of was not completely sold on it until I started watching some more videos about it and thinking about it as an accessory rather than a, platform i think is the thing that really like took it over the edge for me i think so i'm, I'm pretty excited to to have this and to continue to use it i still kind of can't believe you bought this it's really crazy that i did it yeah it's, it's like it's basically yeah. like you could attach a backbone to a phone and have the same functionality well that's the thing but then you can't use your phone like i, I it's a, it's such a it's a it's a minor inconvenience to mm. like take the case off put the right, slap sure, the backbone yeah, yeah, yeah. on and then if call comes through your game's interrupted Got to re, got to get back in there. It only takes but a second. It's like that's the thing. But like now, I could be looking at this thing. I can answer the phone if I want. I could, I could even be looking at my phone more and actually just be like really just be looking at my phone. So you're not even playing at all. I might yeah. not even play. I might just kind of look at my phone for a little while. <laughs> right. Y'all have these phones? Yeah, we love phones. I love my phone. Yeah. yeah. 
But uh, I started playing Alan Wake on it. It was the first thing that I uh, wow. up on it. The Alan Wake remaster. And I don't think I actually knew what Alan Wake was. It's 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 pretty interesting so far. I got to say, I'm pretty I'm I'm really enjoying it. And I guess that's all I'll say about it because I finished Spider Man too. I'm kind of yeah. done with that. Right. It feels like. And so right now there's not there's a there's a gap in my PlayStation, uh, you know, or in my PlayStation time. Obviously, I'm still playing Switch on uh, with with Wonder, but I don't have anything to play on Switch or on on PlayStation. So I went straight to Alan Wake, and I think we're gonna try to roll credits on Alan Wake. I'm pretty interested in it. Are you gonna play this whole bad boy on the PlayStation? What's that called? The portal. The portal. Yeah. I might play it all on the portal. It wow. might be my before I'm going to because it's not that crazy. Sure. It's a little scary actually, so I might not want to play it before bed. Okay, I'm not trying to have nightmares. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm enjoying it. Your weapons are a flashlight and a gun. The big two. <laughs> the, the, the only two you need. That's it. Do you? Uh, I've I've heard this, and I don't know if it's bullshit or not, but I've heard that like people don't see phones in their dreams. I've heard this too, but uh, doesn't that just sound like bullshit? Doesn't yeah. that sound like a thing that someone would say, and then you're like, wait, no, that's actually, there's no, it's not true. It I've sounds... also heard, like, you can't make up a person in your dream. Like, it had to be someone that you met in real life. Or at least, like, seen, huh? Yeah, yeah. like, because you can't, you can't make a face. Right. Yeah. Like, you can't close your eyes and imagine someone you've never seen before. Yeah. I did have a dream with NBA uh, player DeMar DeRozan. Mm. We were at a food truck, so maybe that is a point of evidence in your favor. Interesting. That's, like, a guy I've seen. Exactly. Yeah. Would you, but the food was like made up in the dream. It's kind of like a different kind of food. Yeah, it was like a sandwich with like nails in it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah that's like fingernails. Uh, yeah. Either way, you slice it, bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, I'd rather eat that honestly than the alternative. Well, yeah, metal screws. Yeah, it'd be a little difficult. Uh, let's talk about NBA <laughs> Jam. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. NBA Jam was developed by Midway, and it was released for arcades in 1993. Uh, it was followed up by the NBA Jam Tournament Edition in 1994. There's a bunch of different stuff that ha- went on with the licensing of this game. Mm-hmm. But basically, the home versions were published by Acclaim. So NBA Jam comes out for arcades. There's an NBA Jam a- arcade cabinet here at HeadGum, which we should talk about in a second. Tournament Edition. Tur- it is Tournament Edition. Okay. Yeah, right there. We can talk about it now. How did, like, how did you the, the company come to acquire that? Uh, when I was living with Marty and Jake, and yeah. the company was in its early stages i was looking to see just out of curiosity how much like these nba jam arcades used to cost yeah. or cost now a day because we needed some like art that was also cool and like it, aside from like just a ping pong table or a pinball machine that i wasn't really into yeah and so i looked on craigslist and some guy was getting rid of his for like a thousand bucks wow but you had to drive to his house to pick it up got it so jake had a truck and he's like it's a four to six man job to move it because they are incredibly heavy mm. uh that one's about 600 700 pounds think of like wow. a washer or dryer filled with concrete yeah. like you can't mm. move it yeah so Good it took boy. four of us to like slowly put it onto a dolly and then like five of us to like lift it into a car and then we drove it all the way to los Feliz from long beach took an hour and then we had to like bring it up 70 stairs to like where we were staying wow uh and it stuck with us for the last eight years 
Did you, now it's usually powered down here. Is that because of noise? Is that because of energy consumption? Uh, no, we used to like plug it in and anytime someone wants, they can turn it on. But yeah, yeah. now I don't even know if it's plugged in because nobody's played it in like months and months. Right. Is Well, did you find that when you had it? Like, were you were you playing it regularly? When we first got it, we off? were. And like, uh, yeah, the novelty wore off a little bit because yeah. we were playing it so much and then a little bit less so. And then the pandemic came and it was just in a closet for like a year and a half because nobody was at the office. But an awesome thing to have. It's like, cool to just see. Yeah, it, it is It is an, an amazing yeah. cabinet. And, and also like one of the iconic like all-time arcade cabinets because yes. this is one of the biggest uh, coin-op games ever made. I yeah. have a I have a view of it right now yeah. from where I'm sitting and it's not on or doing anything. And I do kind of just like looking at it. Yeah, it, it is fun when it's off <laughs> Yeah, and borderline broken. Yeah. Uh, so did you play the home versions when you were a kid? Yes. Uh, so I started by playing the arcade like everybody else. And sure. it was like right in my sweet spot, like 10 years old, going to the arcade. It was like the Simpsons one and NBA Jam. Yeah. And then I remember when it came out on Genesis or Super Nintendo, maybe both. Uh, there was like this drop date where it was like it was coming out this like October 1st, let's say. But then I remember seeing on QVC that they were like doing pre-orders on like September 27th. And so yeah. I like begged my mom like – can I call and like get this NBA Jam game like before it even comes out? I'd, right. be, I'd be like the coolest kid at school. So we were able to order it beforehand, but it didn't arrive until like the mid-October anyway. So I was like so excited to get it that mm -hmm. I was able to pre-order it early, but it didn't arrive until after all the other kids got it anyway. Mm. Uh, but then, yeah, playing it at home on Genesis was so fun as well. I really like I, – I definitely played this in arcades at the time, um, but ultimately, yeah, home version is where I got more reps. And there are uh, there was a Super Nintendo version. I, I, I was like, there had to have been because that's they what both I had. came out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the home version. So this this ties into what happened with the license or, or with the property. The home versions were published by Acclaim. Um, so Midway ma actually makes the game. Acclaim uh, published does the ports for uh, uh, for home consoles, and then Acclaim acquired the rights to the NBA Jam brand, and then started making their own NBA Jam games. And that's where things went off the rails. So that's yeah. why there are only a couple of good NBA Jams, and then a bunch of things called NBA Jam that really aren't the same thing. Meanwhile, Midway kept going because they still had the NBA license, so they made the games NBA Hang Time, NBA Showtime, NBA Hoops with a Z. Didn't I don't know. They also do NFL Blitz. They did do NFL Blitz, yes, yeah. yeah. NFL Blitz was was a later related property, but they were making all these other NBA games that were try like these were the actual successors to Jam, but because they didn't have the Jam name, no one was actually playing these cabinets. Never played them. Yeah, the I I remember I I played one of these, and I don't remember which one it was, but you know it I just I uh, you certainly did not have the same. Uh, draws the original. Matt, did you play the NBA Jam games? I played, I remember playing NBA Jam like in arcades when I was a kid, but yeah. I was not like a, you know, maybe this, not a surprise. I, not really a hoop head, not really a sports guy. Right. Mm. But I, I, I liked the arcadey sort of feeling of, uh, an NBA Jam versus like maybe nowadays an NBA 2K that feels a little more of a simulation. I I like the silliness of a Jam more than I like the actual thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, I'm a big time sporto. I, I love watching sports. I only follow the NBA these days, but you know, I did follow the NFL back in the day and I always preferred the NBA Jam NFL Blitz treatment over the Madden NBA 2K, you know, sim side. I'm not sure where you where you stood on those. Yeah, remember Arch Rivals even before yeah, yeah. NBA Jam? It's yeah. like banana peels and oil slick on the court. That's a hoop. It was also two on two and you can shove people. Arch Rivals was one of the inspirations for NBA Jam. Yeah. So yeah, they, they basically had that and it was like this this hyper-violent, unlicensed yeah. um, a basketball game and they were like, what if we did this with actual NBA players? Perfect yeah. idea and 
yeah. ideal execution. And then it was also <laughs> like uh, there was a like a mutant league football and monster That's league. That's right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. So I played them all. We covered um, one of the worst games we played on the show uh, uh, here in our old format, which was um, Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball. Do you remember that game at all, Matt? Yeah, I remember that. And that was um, – I didn't really – I had like sort of an uphill battle like with a sports game kind of anyway. Yeah. And that was that was really that was really tough. The The – one of the worst, like, just creative decisions, which is it's a it's a basketball game with an overhead camera, yeah, which really just does not work for yeah. something that's so vertical. Yeah, I played that a lot. I also played like double dribble. Oh um, yeah, double dribble. Yeah. yeah, there was like a street ball game. Like uh, you played one on one outside. It was like um, Barkley and Bird. And... They they had a few different ones that were different iterations. I think I had one for like the Commodore sixty four that was like. Dr. J versus Bird, I yeah, want to say. But yeah. yeah, they were all like, they, those are just one, like, uh, <laughs> they, yeah, they had a bunch, they had some one-on-one games for time. They haven't made one of those in yeah. a while. Yeah, I wonder if the new games have one-on-one, but we just don't play them anymore. Could be, yeah. That's the other thing is like, because do you, yeah, you don't really keep up with I games know. anyway, but have you ever been like tempted to be like, oh, I'll get the new NBA 2K and mess around I'm with just it? so like far before that that like and when i see like people playing it's like all right i'm at a party and it's like uh i'm i have to like get a manager now i'm like what is this game it's like oh this my weird God, yes. thing yeah it's like did anyone else create a player because i can't figure out where his socks are i'm like yeah. what? <laughs> do you ever play basketball anymore like what it's like leisure suit larry you're just walking around trying to sleep with people at this there point? there is a lot of like social sim elements that are in like the my career modes that i have zero interest in like and, it, and it'll be like there's like a cut scene like eric gordon is yelling at you because yeah. he didn't get enough touches <laughs> right. in the locker room was like i don't want to deal with this like can i, I want to just play the game yeah, yeah yeah and then they have those things too where you can like when you're creating a player you can upload a photo of your face and then it maps it on to like the model of like the guy or whatever and then you have to sort of reckon with that you look monstrous. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, that, like... Listen, I'd rather just play with Kirk Heinrich. I don't have to upload my face onto a basketball player's body. I already know how that goes. They were, I was, so there's this long Sports Illustrated oral history of NBA Jam, um, which is, is, a, is, a, is a really great piece and has some uh, some amazing details, but actually does talk about it at a certain point they had proposed and they, they, uh, uh, they didn't do it for a couple of reasons, but they were going to have a camera integrated in the NBA Jam camera, so you, uh, in the NBA Jam cabinet, so you could take a picture of yourself and put that onto your uh, character model. Wow. Um, but they were like, it's too expensive to do. And the other thing, they were just, they had a thing they called, I think it's called, I think the acronym was TTP, Time to Penis, because they were just like, someone's going to take their hog out and take a picture of this, like, immediately. Oh, my God. And, you know, there's we just have to account for that, and we can't have this happening where, you know, for a game that children are going to be playing. <laughs> This world is so sick. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> anyway, let's play with Air Dog, which is a guy without his pants on in the game or something. Um, so, uh, so yeah, this game comes out and is just like a huge sensation, breaking all sorts of uh, records for, you know, the number of quarters are being pumped into individual machines. Uh, some of the things that – one thing that I found notable that I was kind of surprised by – 
This is the first licensed arcade sports game. Like this is the first wow. time that a pro sports league was like, yeah, well, you, this coin op machine can have can have our branding. And NBA, the NBA, as it tends to be, is like kind of like you know was a little bit on the 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 front uh, the front end of things was a little bit on the cutting edge in terms of licensing them. But even there, there was a lot of tentativeness. What about like uh, is, does that not include at home games? No, this is this is specifically arcade games oh, specifically because there was like a CD element that was perceived as existing with uh, with arcades, and that was the reason they were so hesitant. Got it. Um, and there, there, another thing, and we were just talking about the you know uh, using photos uh, uh, for the cabinet potentially, and them them killing that idea, but. Just in a more general sense, like the, the article talks about how difficult it was to model the players' heads without internet image sourcing, which I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing I, don't, I wouldn't have thought about. But just like, so they were, they were having to find like issues of Sports Illustrated that you know, like like oh well, the, this ha- this one has a good photo of Rod Strickland. We yeah. can use this as reference for his <laughs> yeah. character models. Like oh man, that must have been such a more laborious process. Yeah, without mocap. Right, right. Well, there was like the, the player select screens, which were like borderline like CD-ROM and Carta level like images that are, were somewhat photorealistic. And then the in-play game versions did kind of still look like them, even though it was very 8-bit. Yeah, 100%. So the, this was like an era where they were... I feel like digitized photographs were being were uh, were a big thing. Like Mortal Kombat, obviously, yeah. like you know the the all the character animations are like you know uh, digitized uh, actors. And um, uh, this there was a there was a game I guess that directly inspired this. Uh, it was published by Atari called Primal Rage, which I vaguely remember. It was a dinosaur fighting game, and I don't know what the photographs they were that they used for dinosaurs, but they are like digitized images wow. um, that are the character models there. Do you think they had to take pictures of real dinosaurs? There's like no way. Sort of right? machine thing probably not there's no way i can't imagine that they probably probably still use isaiah thomas and brad lojas (laughs) (laughs) we already have it from nba jam (laughs) do you guys need blue edwards in 16 bit so who did you play who did you like to play as because like like me you're a laker fan you're from southern california did you play as the lakers the lakers weren't great just because it was like i think worthy and vladi at the time that's what that's what it was yeah it was a real downtime for the lakers because it missed showtime and it was too early for the van exel eddie jones cedric sabalos lakers right right i didn't necessarily like want to be playing as the 92 93 lakers for sure so i usually aired on the side of uh like penny and horace grant um, I needed a shooter and a dunker, basically. Um, and I also liked Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars. Yeah, I was a big. Um, I, it was, I was looking through the roster and and jogging my memory. I realized that I ended up playing, and not that I, I, I uh, you know, did this team is a rival of the Lakers, but I ended up playing as the Blazers mm, with Drexler and Terry Porter. Yeah, that's another good small, tall, yeah, um, action lineup. Uh, but yeah, it was a. It, it's it's kind of fascinating to go through the roster and see that there are ones where it's like, oh, there's Shaq there. Oh, so Scotty Pippen, you know, like there are Shaq some was not in the game. Shaq it... was in the um art was in the arcade version uh only, I think, of the original. Yeah, I remember I seeing like they... Nick Anderson and Penny Hardaway. Yeah, it, it there why. was all sorts of weird shit that was going on because like Gary Payton wasn't in one version. It was Benoit Benjamin instead. Yeah. They, yeah. So they, Did they have uh, to uh, ask these players for like individual permission? Well, so a big part of it apparently was 
first off, they were just kind of, kind of making decisions arbitrarily because they were like, I don't know who's on the Kings. I, I, I don't know. You yeah. know, I guess Spud Webb. I guess we'll, <laughs> we'll throw him in there. So there, there was part of that was just the developers like having the roster of all the NBA teams and, you know, before league pass, before being able to watch yeah. everything, you were like looking through box scores and trying to figure out if like, you know, Hersey Hawkins was the best representative of the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, the, the, the thing specifically that led to Michael Jordan being excluded from this game and all these other games is that he opted out of the NBA Players Association agreement so he could do his own things. Um, Gary Payton, I think, was just uh, too new to the league at the time of the original game, so I think he got added in later. But oh, like a, a lot of these things were just like just felt like fairly arbitrary decisions that came from the developer side. Yeah, um, and Gary that's Payton how the... was like ninety. Maybe the Shaq thing was like he was a rookie, but then there was also like. They had like Sean Elliott accidentally on the Rockets in one like the systems that I forget. It was like yes, him right. and Robert Ory got switched or their pictures got switched or something like that. And there were also all these characters that you could uh, unlock that were like, you know, because there are all these cheat codes that you could put in and they were Bill all Clinton like. Clinton and Air Dog. Yeah. And, <laughs> the <laughs> actual developers yeah. too were in there. Oh, yeah. Um, like that was my, fun. They put their friends in there and stuff like that. Yeah. This guy, Mike, uh, Mark Termel, who was one of the developers, yeah. was like one of the most powerful characters. <laughs> Um, which I, I don't know. I, I, I love all that shit. I think that was also like in a pre-internet age where it was just like you would go to an arcade and someone would do something. Yeah, big head mode. And you're yeah, like, exactly. Holy, Holy shit. shit. <laughs> like that was a big part of it, you know? Yeah. Can they do that? Is this legal? <laughs> I get arrested? <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I saw somebody else do it. I'll put the heads back. I'll put them back. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, th there was some, some motion capture, but it was a very crude version of it by Stephen Howard. And he ended up later playing five seasons in the NBA, but this was before he was in the league. They just found him like what the hell? at a Chicago court and Jesus. were like, Hey, you want a job? He's like, all right. Can you do a front flip, uh, boom shakalaka X dunk <laughs> for us? You mean like this? And he just does oh. it. <laughs> we need someone to jump 25 feet in the air and do a finger roll yeah. at the top. Do you think he wasn't doing like, he wasn't playing basketball before, but like his experience doing the motion capture for that was like actually i think i'm gonna give this basketball stuff a try I'm pretty good at yeah. sprinting <laughs> to the corner and shooting the three i um i you're talking about leaping 20 feet in the air and and all that sort of shit is just like that's the 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 anarchy of this game is like what's fun about mm -hmm. it it's yeah. like not not about being like balanced or anything it's it's not about it's just uh, it's just about being like over the top and it, it is like kind of like the the uh, given the technology of the time, it's like you were not going to be able to um, uh, perfectly accurately simulate this thing. So why not create this over the top, you know, cartoonish version of it? Yeah, especially compared to like NBA Live '94. Let's say it came right, out sure. Later. It's like five on five, like doof, 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 so pass. tedious feeling. Yeah, shoot, I'm like it almost ruined those games for me because yeah, I didn't need to play five on five when you could play like four three-minute quarters and reach 111 points and score 58 points and have 14 blocks. And yeah. It's like you want it's a stat pad. I had the – what was this? The college basketball game I had for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that was like NCAA just, basketball. It was so boring. They played in like this – Blue void. That yes, game. It was because like a it had in a blue void. Right, it had like the mode seven graphics where it would go behind the player who had possession of the right. ball, <laughs> and so like yeah, that they couldn't, they didn't have the horsepower to have like a crowd that was right. rendered, <laughs> and it was just like yeah, and it was so slow paced and it Very was so slow. boring. There was also players on there that were like hacked to never miss. I don't know if you remember that, but like oh, there's wow. some like bench players on like NC State. You would put him in and he would make like ninety eight percent of his threes. I don't know why they did that, but I remember <laughs> hacking the game that way. Wow. 
Um, but yeah, NBA Jam just blew everything else out of the water. And the NFL Blitz kind of did the same thing as well. Like I used to play Madden until yes. NFL Blitz came out. And then it's like, oh, this is so much more fun. Yeah, NFL Blitz was a hoot. Yeah. Uh, the the announcing <clears throat> we should talk about, because I think that's the, one of the things that people remember the most about it. I mean, Boom Shakalaka has already been invoked, uh, but Tim Kitzrow is the announcer of this game. So did it, he invent Boom Shakalaka for the game? No, this was this was a, a scripted line that came from one of the developers who was misremembering like a lyric from like a Sly and the Family Stone song or shaka something Shakalaka, like shakalaka. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like boom. I, and so, uh, but he said, you know, he, he made Boom Shakalaka famous with his delivery. He was a Second City Chicago guy, and he said he was paid $50 an hour for his voiceover session, so made $800 total uh, for a game that made $2 billion. And this is why we're striking people, because they're <laughs> just going to be able to do this over and over again. I think if you invent Boom Shakalaka, you should never have to work another day in your life. Yes. They should have made Boom Chocolate. so oh. it's like these oh, candy bars yeah. that are, I don't know, integrated somehow into the game you can just get them we'll figure it out yeah yeah yeah. maybe the machine dispenses them that's cool (laughs) they're just inside instead of quarters yeah that'd be fun (laughs) a little big mess in there yeah (laughs) chocolate everywhere yeah i didn't realize that boom shakalaka comes from nba jam yeah yes yeah yeah and also like he's on fire is another one i think that phrase obviously has existed but i think people using it in that context comes from this game yeah you know well making three shots in a row Becoming on fire is like another thing that uh, made the game so much fun. One hundred percent, so satisfying. Chasing that, that dragon, yeah. yeah, the the the, the fucking net best. being on fire. Yes, um, but yeah, you did mention the strike. I, I mean, like, I I will say just just it, with some earnestness that like it is a thing of like you know there's there's a reason that the uh, WGA and SAG after were trying to get some sort of streaming residual as part of these recent you know labor uh, actions, and they they're hoping to do the same thing in 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 video games and. What I will say to I, I don't know how many developers we have listened to this. We have some some who listen to this. Mm-hmm. But if you learn the video game industry, I feel like developers. Tremel, if you're out there. Tremel, if you're out there, if you're listening, um, the uh, you know the reason you want actors to be able to get residuals um, from you know a performance like this in a game like this, if it's a, a success based residual, the reason you want to establish that is because you as a developer. Uh, also should be getting that if you're doing the coding and and the uh, the design and the art or the QA for like a game that ends up being this this gigantic billion dollar property literally billion dollar property then yeah you should probably get some added revenue from that because also the other thing you look at all the the developers who worked on this game none of those guys got rich they all killed no. themselves yeah <laughs> <laughs> roll c- roll credits dead dead sort of alive air passed away <laughs> I will say as much as I loved this game I don't think I ever got good at it did you th- think you got good at NBA Jam yeah I was, I was pretty good yeah. uh, especially playing at home getting sure. the reps in I was at the very least better than my friends I would not like join a local tournament and see how I stacked up against other kids in the city but yeah I was pretty good at it I feel like I, w- I would like end up getting sh- like think I was pretty good and end up getting shit house at a cabinet in an arcade yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe oh. so oh. but um I, I, but I do I always thought this game was just like so much like so just pure fun and just like what a video game should be. That's right. Um, and uh, and I I I wish they could have recaptured the magic with you know some of the the I you know I guess I haven't played the most modern versions of it, but yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they're not like a bigger like a bigger thing still because like that type of game then 
there was there was NBA Street, which I was a big fan of. That was yes, like we should talk about NBA Street, and like that sort of took the the this type of thing into a like a, a different plane. It was like a three D like actual court, and I just remember just being like, "This is so fun and funny." I remember, like that's the thing that I think is the best part about it is that these games are kind of funny. They are in a way. super funny, and NBA Street was was like the I think the the closest to a, a semi modern you know version of, yeah. of NBA Jam. I did get super into NBA Street for a time. I was particularly into to volume two. Yeah. And there was like a thing you could do, their version of like Boom Shakalaka. I can't remember what it was called, but they had a, there was these trick moves that you could do. And it, it sort of, I felt like had a, it shared a similar language um, with like, with Tony Hawk because there were like combos kind it's of. It's called like street mode or something? Because you would like press all yeah. the shoulder buttons at once and then you go into super mode. I think it was, was something like that. Yeah. And then, but they had like, like almost attacks that you could do. There was one called like off the heezy where you would like, you're dribbling the ball, and if you activate off the heezy, you throw the ball at the uh, opponent's Forehead. head, <laughs> and then do like, and then uh, and shoot from there. And it was so funny, like and one mixtape style. Yes, street ball, so good. What I loved about that game is that you could uh, just you could uh, just for the reality of it, so you had your create a character, and then as you upgraded their character, you could improve their stats. But that included um, uh, adding inches to their height. Oh, yeah, so just the idea of like my character eventually growing to seven foot seven yeah. over the course of his career. <laughs> yeah. But then also you could like, uh, if you want, you could use some of the like the basketball players that are in the game so you could make like a a team that's three shacks versus three shacks and like that's kind of funny too my understanding is that part of the reason these arcade games and it's certainly the case with nfl blitz because the nfl is a you know more stodgy conservative league is they eventually lost the nfl license because the nfl didn't like you know the way that this had kind of like cartoonified and also made the game a little bit more violent than the actual yeah we can't let people think about this too long (laughs) so the like i and i don't know the same thing they, they've still been making some nba jams but i don't know if that's the same sort of thing of just like the league is more comfortable by having a sim version like if that's just like a little bit of easier sell or maybe it just like sells so much better that you know um it's not yeah. worth investing in the arcade versions maybe they um they had like there was like a class action lawsuit people going to nba games and being like nobody lit on fire yeah that's False probably advertising. it yeah. yeah nobody was heating up all game can yeah. i have a <laughs> refund <laughs> I, I do think it's ripe for like a like if they wanted to go the route of they uh, within the last couple of years remastered Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, which I did play on Switch, which I I, I loved like yeah. it was such a good package too. But what, what one of my favorite things about it is it's not like they remade the game and they're young still. <laughs> they're sort of like oh, there's Tony Hawk. He's clearly fifty years old in this game. They could do that with the players in the NBA Jam and just make them old. I think that's kind of fun. I remember looking up like, are they going to do this with NBA Jam? And there was some like business reason why it would never come to the switch like between the ownership rules and the nba getting involved they can't like just remake this game yeah like they do with the other games mm. maybe they lost the code that happens more often than you think they just sometimes they the just code. lose the code this is the last cabinet it's in there somewhere <laughs> tremel himself etched the code into the side we of the can't cabinet. make it we lost the code <laughs> i've ever heard at least one instance of this the code like why hasn't this being remastered the person that like made the game was like we lost it well, yeah, because there's even a thing of like I think back in a, in a day when when storage was at such a premium and like hard drive space was so much, so expensive, they just like they'd ship a game as like, well, we don't need the source code anymore. Let's just delete this to free up our hard our hard drive space, you know, and there wouldn't be like a tape backup or something. I I yeah I don't know if that's um 
I, I, I've heard this say, I, I don't know how, uh, what's the word when something is like... Apocryphal? Apocryphal this is. Thank you. That's exactly the word I was looking for. I learned it from you. It's a great word. <laughs> you ever fuck with apocryphal? No. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's go! <laughs> I, I think this game, uh, I think this game ripped, and and I, yeah, I, I think they, the, the licensing must be the reason that there hasn't been like a, a modern version of it. I think EA owns a license now. Yeah. There's, there've been some like maybe arcade one-up versions of like the cabinet, like some small scale versions of the cabinet, but the actual, I don't think they've released a new one for like 10 plus years. That yeah. would have been nice. Yeah. Instead of taking the real one up, 70 stairs the smaller the smaller one would have been much nicer probably because yeah, then people would be like is that a real one and I'd have to be oh, like, you're like no, no this is a guy yeah, this, this is a real deal I got an NBA jam and a fucking hot dog yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it must have taken like four or five guys to put no I did it myself it's a flat screen the whole thing is made out of balsa wood it weighs 14 pounds <laughs> Don't lean on it. It will shatter. <laughs> that thing is built like a fucking brick house. It's like, remember those old TVs that were so unwieldy and like off balance regardless of how you held it? Oh, yeah. There's one of those in there. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. The, those old, those super heavy, bulky yeah, CRTs are so yes. front, uh, yes. front loaded. Yeah. That's what's in there. A friend of mine a couple last year on my birthday pulls up to my birthday and is like, I have something for you. And I've had uh, a couple drinks at this point. And he opens his trunk. It's our pal Jacob Wysocki. Yeah. And uh, he opens his trunk. And there's just a CRTV in, in the trunk. And I'm trying to get it out of the car and like almost about to drop it. And uh, my fiance comes over and is like, what are you doing? And I was like, Ugh. and I just put it back in the trunk. And I was like, you have to do something with this, man. I can't take this. <laughs> he brought that as a gift? He brought it to a bar to give to me. I was like, what did you think I actually? And the next day we talked about it. He was like, I don't know what I was thinking bringing that out at a social event. Yeah. It was really funny, though. I thought that was apocryphal. <laughs> okay, so now he's he's fucking with it a little bit. <laughs> I'd um, give it a test run. Uh, any other thoughts on NBA Jam? Uh, it's the perfect game. Uh, and it kind of it's kind of nice that they're not remaking it because it, it it exists sure. for that time and place. Mm, yeah. Like we don't need a 2023 version of it. Yeah, because it wouldn't be as good. Yeah, and I'm glad that I was born to be 12 when it came out or whatever. God, that man. is perfect really time and place. Yeah. Uh, shall we do a segment? Let's do it. All right, this is a new thing. That we're doing, and this is inspired a beer partly by the the hoop grids, which I know. Do you do the hoop grids? Uh, every day. Uh, I that had was going to gonna be my doing... game that I play, but then I remembered I play VR mini golf instead. But yeah, I was going to bring up hoop grids. Uh, I had to stop doing the hoop grids because they are. I, f- I found them they were they were too time consuming and too addictive. But there's also movie grids that people are in, people are into. Anyway, yep. I devised my own grid. That's amazing. This is the gamer grid. Fantastic. And the way this one is going to work, there are three columns and three rows, and we we're trying to line these up. We got these up on the screen here. Um, so the three rows are. Madden NFL, uh-huh. NBA 2K, yeah. and Mario Tennis. Got it. And then the columns are first release year, so uh-huh. first year that one of these games came out, yeah. cover athlete, okay. and voice commentator. Oh, cool. Uh, the way these generally work is it's like name, it, like it, there, there's a bunch of different possibilities. Right. Obviously, first this release one's year, only there's one. just one. Yeah. <laughs> but, but cover athlete and voice commentator, there are a lot of options. Oh, interesting. Those, so, okay, yeah. cool. So you'll give me uh, extra points for rarity. Now, is this um, the immaculate grid where I only get nine guesses total, or is this more of a hoop grid style where I can keep refining my answer until I'm at the most rare version? Um, 
I wish I had a a, tra- a way to track rarity. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't really have a do- way to do that because we're only doing it with you two. Interesting. I guess we can compare your answers against each other. <laughs> well, yeah, whose who's answer is more rare? Or 50. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but I do have some stats on that that we can that we can go to. But uh, yeah, anyone want to take a crack at any of these? Feel free to chime in. I, I only know the first one. Or okay. the first the first one is the only one I played growing up. Madden NFL. Yeah, I believe the first one was ninety one or ninety two. Uh, the first Madden came out in 1988 for PC. Wow. wow. A little yeah. pre-Genesis Nintendo. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. We've, all, we've got NBA 2K. We've got Mario Tennis. We've also got cover athlete and voice commentator. You can weigh in with any category. Okay, I'm going to take a wild guess that the first Madden cover would have been John Madden. Matt, Good. it's a great guess, and it is a correct guess. Wow. In fact, he is the most frequent cover athlete. Boom! If you have somebody like John Madden and put you don't put cover. him on the cover, what are you even doing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, people like it. John Madden's career was so long that like there were people who only knew him as a coach, and then there were people who only knew him as a commentator, and then there were people who only knew him as a uh, you know uh, a, as the Madden guy. Yes, didn't exactly. even realize he was a commentator. Yeah, but yeah, he was on the cover for the first five editions of John Madden football, and then he ultimately. Um, uh, would share it with athletes and then came back at the uh, the for the 23rd anniversary or I'm sorry the the Madden NFL 23 um whichever anniversary edition that was or was that the year he passed away that's what it was do you have a a list of every cover athlete I do yeah okay can I guess some names please okay I know Michael Vick did it at least once Vick absolutely was a cover athlete in uh, Madden NFL 2004 yeah was um uh Ladanian Tomlinson uh, let me look for this. Okay. I don't think Toblinson... No, Toblinson turned down wow, the cover of, the N- of, yeah, of, of NFL 2008. Yeah, because there is a, a Madden curse. Do you know about this, Matt? I don't know about this. So famously, the person... They're all dead. <laughs> okay, well, John Madden first, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> the athlete featured on the cover of a John Madden game uh, oftentimes is injured or has a bad season. Yeah. Yeah. Was Peyton Hillis ever a Madden cover? I feel like I remember him having one good year and they put him on the cover. Madden NFL 2012, you're correct. Peyton, Peyton Hillis. Hillis. Okay, that would be the most rare one, I think. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay, I'll, I'll lock in pull. Peyton Hillis, yeah. My John Madden answer turned out to be not rare at all, actually. He did it the most. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been, you would have nailed it in one, but the most people would have guessed Madden. Yeah. Uh, all right, we've got a uh, we've got first release year cover athlete. So Actually, is 2K, does that didn't... include NBA Live or is that a different franchise? Uh, NBA 2K is a different franchise from NBA Live. NBA Live is the one by uh, EA. NBA 2K is by 2K Games. I thought NBA 2K was like NBA Live 2000, but I guess I stopped playing, so I didn't really. They were released that. at in kind of a similar time frame. Yeah. Thing, you know, but I assume 2K started in 2K 2000. Uh, Matt, you want to take a guess? Yeah, I'm going to guess 2003. Here's the thing. You got to remember that sports games come out a year early. 1999, the first NBA 2K came out for the year 2000. Wow. 1999-2000 season. Interesting. Didn't realize we'd get scolded for answering wrong. Sorry I got it right. Like, what are you trying to say? (laughs) Could have clearly given me credit because the season did end in 2000. But yeah, I guess I didn't add three months to my Here's the thing you got to remember. Okay, you made up the rules. (laughs) Is that what I got to remember? Or do you have the answer in front of you? Piece of shit. Cover athlete. I don't fucking know. Iverson or some shit. I'm going to put Peyton Ellis here. Yeah. Wait, did you say Iverson? I did. 
Not only is Allen Iverson correct, he was the first cover athlete for NBA 2K, <gasps> and he's the most frequent NBA 2K wow. cover athlete. Wow. I think the first five NBA 2Ks were all Allen Iverson. Yeah, and then AI there was one the of answer. him kissing John Madden, the, the Madden 2K crossover. <laughs> yeah, <was> a, yeah. <laughs> like on the lips. Yes, on the Berlin Wall. Yeah. <laughs> Do we think that uh, the song White Iverson is on any of the... Uh, NBA 2K playlist. You got to think so. Think so. Uh, all right, we've got a voice commentator, and we've got a, any any details on Mario Tennis. First release year cover athlete. Yeah, I don't know anything about Mario Tennis. I mean, it would be pretty crazy. It would be pretty crazy if John Madden wasn't also the voice commentator for the game, even if it was a rudimentary. Yeah, no, Madden was in a lot of these. Yeah. I think yeah. the voiceover commentary started around 2000 or so. Um, wow. That was when they, they had a point where Remember they Remember Joe Montana Sports Talk Football? Oh, yeah. It was Joe Montana. It was like the voice of it. Welcome to Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. Really Not, like. Call me when it's Joe Montana. Thank Not you. <laughs> Sports Talk Candid Camera. Pencil Madden in there. Um, NBA 2K voice commentator, any guess? Marv Albert? Marv Albert, I believe, was for some of the later editions. Now, here's Kevin the thing. Harlan? Yeah, Marv Albert was, wait a minute, where the fuck Mike is Breen? Marv? Yeah, Breen was in some. Maybe Marv Albert didn't commentate for any of these. I thought he did. He was too expensive. Yeah, it might have been. We can edit out some of this dead air, Rochelle. Keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it all in. <laughs> Use it. I had this in front of me. I can't find it now. Um, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I don't know if Breen was either. I don't even really know who does that, at, like at all. Like for the NBA, who does commentating? Yeah, I have no idea. I know that I know that those guys are all funny, right? Shaq and oh, like the halftime shows. Yeah, but that's like not commentating. No, yeah, it's like Mike Breen and Doris Burke and Doc Rivers, right? And Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. Now a lot I, of ex players. I do have pulled up that the. First four games of the NBA 2K series bafflingly feature commentary from fictional announcers Bob Steele and Rod West. Why do they do that? Weird. They're gonna make up a Bob fake, Steele and Rod West. Guy? Yeah, have them be fake guys. I guess uh, they're free. Yeah. <laughs> and this is why we're striking people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, new guy just dropped. Not spending any money. <laughs> Upload your photo and make the guy yeah, commentating you could, you look could like be him. your dick. As a horrific monster. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In the interest of time, I'm just gonna plug in Bob Steele here. Bob Bob yeah. Steele. Uh, uh, all right. Anyone want to try to take a guess in the in the Mario Tennises here? Mario Tennis. I'm gonna imagine that this didn't happen until until maybe the Nintendo 64. You are correct. That's the right generation. Okay, so I'm gonna guess maybe somewhere 97. Not 97. But you got to remember, this came out a year before. Okay. Yeah. So 90, it had to right. be 90. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, could it have been late in the cycle then? Could it have been like 99, 98? It was, oh, oh, oh it was 2000. 2000, Jesus. really late. Yeah, yeah. Uh, NBA uh, Mario Tennis comes out first then. Um, the uh, the cover model. Oh, Goran Ivanisevic, right? <laughs> <laughs> or Mark Filipousis, Patrick Rafter, Ivan Lendl. Who do they have? I already forget. So this is for sure... This category was put so I could answer something. <laughs> and I do appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yoshi in a tennis skirt. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's I also mean, my Halloween costume. I would imagine there's more than one answer because they put like the kind of the whole roster of the Mario like canon on, yeah. on the box. But... No, I mean, none of these really, ex except for the release year, none of these just have one answer. Okay, Mario. 
Matt, you get it. It's Mario. <laughs> Mario's on every one of these covers. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And then voice commentator, that's tough because typically they don't have like... What about the guy in the cloud? I was going to say, it could have been Lakitu? like Lakitu, yeah. I don't think Lakitu typically has a voice. This one's tricky. I was just going to give... If you could name literally any Mario voice actor, I was going to give it to you. Well, yeah, Charles Martinet. Yeah, we'll throw Martinet in there. Chris um, Pratt? Eyes uh, Pratt. <laughs> Weirdly before the movie. Yeah. Um, That's the, how he got it. Though the announcer, there's a credited announcer in Mario, in Mario Tennis who's voiced by Scott Burns, who was the voice of Bowser. Hmm. Bowser doing double duty as the Mario Tennis announcer. Jesus. You don't he want was him playing. doing more than what he has to do. You yeah, know, it's true. pretty tough stuff. Yeah. Remember the Nintendo game Tennis? Yeah, of course. Just Tennis. They didn't Without fuck Mario. around back then. No. <laughs> tennis. Let's not get too fancy with it, okay? This it's, one's it's, called Tennis. <laughs> you know the sport you already know about? That's the game. That's the name of the game. They had so they had baseball was another one. Was it? The, yeah, they had and they also had golf the before Mario Golf they just but the one I remember is that their football game was not called football, it was called Ten Yard Fight. Yeah. So why did they do <laughs> that? It's always the number one alphabetical on the oh, list of right, video games. Because yeah. it's the number ten. Gaming the algorithm. That's right. Um, what was that one baseball game that had all like the funny weird names in uh, it? Yeah, Ken Griffey, I think. Is that what it was? Where they're like Bobson Dugnut? Right, right, yeah. right. The foreign <laughs> Japanese names that are artificially <laughs> <Right>. created. Yeah. <laughs> there were. It was a. It was a. Someone was trying to come up with fake American names, and English yeah. was their second language. And yeah, they're all complete gibberish. They're what the so hell game funny. was that? It's just funny because like, they spent all. Then if that's what it was, they like spent all the money on the one guy, and they're like, we have to come up with different guys now. Oh, it was shit. uh, it was fighting baseball. Fighting was the baseball. name of it, and we've brought this up in the podcast before. Some of these, some of these, uh, these players, these fictional players include Sleeve McDykel, <laughs> Hanson Sweeney, uh, Anatoly Smorin. <laughs> Glenn Allen Mixon. Now that sounds like a guy. That sounds like a Glenn guy. Glenn Allen That's... Hill was a baseball player. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> and Joe Mixon's a football player. Uh, Raul Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these people are so dumb. That's not what names are. Names are like Bill Gant, not Bobson Dugnut. Moron. <laughs> Um, uh, hey, uh, that was uh, Gamer Grid. That was this week's Get Played. Our producers are Shell Chen. That was fun. That was um, fun. Uh, yeah, that was a, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 I, think, I think there's something there with that segment. Uh, and you know what, uh, Matt, every week we release our Patreon show, Get Animated. Uh, do you remember right. what we're talking about this week? This week we're starting Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. Is that what it's called? I guess I, I teed you up without telling you I was going to do that. Yeah, so. I, think, I, think I, <laughs> I think I think that's what it's called. I think that is I what it's called. It's a Blood Dragon remake. It's yeah. on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's like a Ubisoft anime. You get to see Rayman doing some weird stuff. Yeah. It's really fun. Check it out. And that's over at patreon.com slash get played. Uh, our guest today, Amir Blumenfeld. Amir, thank you so much for being here. What a treat. What a, what a wonderful trip I, down memory I'll lane. I'll always talk about NBA Jam slash sports slash basketball. So whenever you guys want to talk about that stuff, I'm happy to come back. Hell yeah. I love it. Love to have you. Uh, and now we just did a segment. You have a podcast called Segments. Yes, that's correct. Our new podcast. Jake and I went from If I Were You, our advice show, to something a little more customizable, I should say. Segments, which is a podcast that's just constantly reinventing itself every 10 or so minutes is a completely new, unrelated segment. So sometimes I'll write a poem and try to have Jake guess whether it's a poem that I wrote or an award-winning poem. Wow. And then sometimes it's just Jake and Mere Trivia. And then sometimes it's we're playing a game against each other. Wow. So it could be anything. Always uh, on your toes. Always on my toes. And it's a lot of, it's more work than we thought, actually. 
didn't realize how hard it was to come up with five original segments every week. So, so far we're on week four or five. Things are going strong. Talk to me in a year and a half and see how yeah. we're doing. No, I did this this Gamer Grid segment I did today took me way too much time, yeah. and I also clearly was not well prepared. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. And if you, could, if you guys, yeah. I mean, I think the segment is good, and I think we should do it again. Yeah. Like for sure, I think it's good. If you could see what it looks like, it the fact that it took any time at all is insane. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even finish. That's true. <laughs> Anyway, voice commentator for Mario Tennis, anyone? <laughs> I'll throw in Martin May. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, Samir. Thanks for doing the show, and you got played. Yeah, sorry. Do we not tell you that, that that's how we how we end it? We... I thought it was ending. That's why I, I, I cut to black with my voice, but are we still recording? <laughs> <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.